You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Season 2, Episode 40, Cubs Top Tampa Bay. Don't forget to listen, download, review. And most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W on Facebook, or email us, Fly the W670 at gmail.com. So, Crowley, after a disastrous uh, set of games against the Rays, not against the Rays, against the Reds, the Cubs welcome in the Rays, the best team in baseball, and they uh, take care of them for the most part. Let's get into game one first. Marcus Stroman with a gem against uh, Taj Bradley for the Rays. Isn't it the most bizarre thing? You absolutely did horrible against the Reds and in come the Rays and you're thinking to yourself, this is just going to be a train wreck. And the Cubs played probably one of their best series that they played in a while. And it all did start with that Stroman start right here. When you talk about, you know, Marcus Stroman versus Taj Bradley, the Cubs win this one, one nothing. Some key takeaways. Obviously, the Stroh Show put on an award-winning performance. A complete game, one-hit shutout. Okay, so, I mean, it's, you, you like we said, the Rays come into town. They lead the major leagues in average, hits, homers, and runs. Stroh, no problem. Shuts down the Rays. He pitched a no-hitter into the seventh inning before Wander Franco hit a little bloop single to break it up. He finished the game throwing 105 pitches, so he almost got a Maddox out of that. He had eight strikeouts and one walk. That was Stroman's 10th quality start, best in the major leagues. And according to Jordan Bastian, this was Stroman's first complete game since April 23rd, 2017, and his first shutout since September 8th, 2014, when he was a rookie for the Blue Jays against the Cubs, of course. And of course. so... What, when you take a look at this right here, Marquis put this out here. Since 1998, Cubs pitchers to throw a complete game shutout at Wrigley Field, allowing only one hit. Marcus Stroman did it on Monday night. Jake Arrieta uh, in 2014. John Lieber in 2001. Kerry Wood did it in 2001. Oh, and uh, you might have remembered that Kerry Wood also did it in 2008, 25th anniversary of the 20 strikeout game. But again, just just what Stroman does, and you know, it was the series against the Mets when he last pitched, and we said, "Oh, you know, he's going to be fired up about the Mets." I just think he loves pitching at Wrigley, and this is what he had to say after the game. He, he said, "I mean, going CG at Wrigley—that's like one of the top moments in my career. The energy when I walk out there." 40 minutes before the game, there's a massive cheering section already. The bleachers are usually filled. Everyone's just ready to roll. That gives me so much momentum and motivation. I can't put that into words. I'm very, very thankful to the home crowd and the fans. I truly, truly think they're the best fans of the game. I'll say that to the death of me. So, 
obviously it's awesome. Gets- it's awesome. It's listen, he's he's uh he's walking the walk, he's talking the talk, he's been very, very consistent, other than the one stinker up in Minnesota against the twins. He's been very, very consistent and very, very good. Well, the offense was not very, very good, but it didn't matter with <laughs> Strowman throwing that. When that lineup came out, I thought that this was David Ross's attempt to try to give Dustin Rhodes a stroke. Uh, let's let's take a look at this lineup here. Wow. This is Master Boney leading off, Horner batting second, Hap third, Suzuki fourth, Swanson fifth, then Talkman, Rios, Mervis, and Barnhart. And it was just a, a real head scratcher when you looked at the lineup. I, I, it didn't make any sense. And then when he was asked about it after the game, this was basically a bunch of Dusty Baker gobbledygook minus the man and dudes. I think you're trying to get the big picture, right? He's gotten hit by righties pretty hard this season for sure. My guys would scream small sample police. The sirens would go off, right? You try to balance this with a little bit of like, it's a scattered profile. He doesn't walk guys, but it's scattered. Plate discipline guys, Talkman and Master Buani are in there. Rios getting him in there consistently, maybe just something to mix things up. I mean, I don't even know what the guy was trying to say. It was like gibberish. He's just, he's trying to shake things. He's trying to shake things up. He's trying to prove a point. I don't know what the point exactly <laughs> is, but there's no way, there's no way he can be the only one involved in these daily lineups. Now, he did go out of his way to say that he has the final say, but I don't think he has the only say. There's just no way. That was just horseshit, garbage. Why would you want Miles Masterboni to bat five times potentially? That makes absolutely no sense, and we will talk about that later in the podcast. But whatever. He got got bailed out completely by Marcus Stroman. Bailed out completely. Imagine, imagine losing that game two to one because you can't generate any offense. Imagine the tone of this podcast if that happened. But listen, it didn't. He was bailed out. Let's celebrate what Marcus Stroman did and not worry at this exact moment <laughs> what it was that David Ross scratched out onto a card. Well, again, like you said, it, it worked, but but most of the time you're you know, that was that was we 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 put up how many Cubs have done what Marcus Stroman did. And you're not going to see that that often. And again, it was funny because you and I had talked before. I said you don't men win many games one nothing, and you and, and here's one. Here's one for the books. So next time you ask me when the last time it happens, I got it locked in my head. Yeah, but, we won't uh, forget that anytime soon, no doubt. The Cubs' offense had three hits. They drew two walks. He had five base runners all game in the bottom of the fourth. Say a single to third and advanced to second on a throwing air. It was weird because this whole series, when you talked about the Tampa Bay Rays, awesome offense, great pitching, great defense, but the offense wasn't there for 98% of the series. And and and, and there was a couple big errors that cost Tampa Bay, and, and this was one of them. That throwing air after uh, Say a singled, uh, it, he was able to get to second. He made it to third on a deep fly ball by Dansby Swanson and scored on a Mike Talkman sack fly. And that's enough to win the game. Right. Let's that's so to... not like Tampa Bay at all. That's so not like them. No, not at all. And and, and this is where we, we want to come back to Stroman, Dustin. And I wanted your opinion on this. The question that's going to keep coming up all season is, is what to do with Stroman. He has an opt out at the end of the season. We've heard that the extension talks. Where would you put it as a fair comp? What would you be willing to pay? Because as I kind of look deeper into this stuff, I was looking at Joe Sheehan's newsletter the other day. Strowman's 32 years old. 
And get this, four out of the five Cubs starters are at least 31 years old. Now that's including Hendricks, not Wesniski. But they have the ninth oldest pitching staff in all of baseball, Dustin. Do you, are you, where are you at on Stroman? Do you want him to be the anchor or would you, if he's pitching like this, could he bring a King's ransom in? I don't rush. That's for sure. I'm not in a rush to, to, to extend him because of what you just said, because if he continues to pitch the way he is, he will bring you a King's ransom. Age is not on his side. Um, I would, I think, be okay with uh, four years, a hundred million dollars, twenty-five million a year for four years. Wow, that's that... what I—that's what I would be okay with because it's not my money. Number one, um, number two, based on the staff that you have, um, you know, Kyle, you're not doing anything long-term, big time with Kyle Hendricks, right? You're you're working Justin Steele on a cheap deal right now. Um, you're got an anchor around your neck with Jamison Tyone. We'll get to him at some point in this podcast, but uh, I would be in no rush to extend him because you don't have to be okay. You could say it's bad business. He can have a bad, he's not, he's going to continue to go out there and do try to do what he did on the holiday because he is in a contract situation. But I think, I think he's a hundred million dollar pitcher. I think that's what he's got coming to him. The question is, do you spread it over four years? Do you spread it over three? I, I wouldn't go more than four, but you don't have to rush. And if the Cubs are in a bad spot, well, then really consider trading him because he's going to bring back a mammoth amount of talent. Let's hope. Well, game two, I was there uh, last night. Uh, Kyle Hendricks versus Shane McClanahan. And the Cubs win this one, two to one. So they win the series. It didn't look good on paper. Shane McClanahan, one of the best pitchers in baseball, undefeated up to this point, versus Kyle Hendricks making his second start coming off the IL after missing a year because of a shoulder injury. Hendricks looked closer to the Kyle that we remembered going five innings. He gave up six hits, one run, three walks, and three Ks. But he had the raise hitters off balance. I was looking close, man. That changeup was looking really nice. He's able to induce some double plays when he needed to, like in the second when he um, – he got Francisco Mejia to hit into a double play with two on and one out. Defense was also clutched behind Kyle, making a few key plays in the first with two on and one out. And you know Kyle always struggles a little bit in the first there. Uh, he Brandon Lowe singled on a ball up the middle that Nico stretched out for, and he he tried to flip it to Swanson. He couldn't make the play, but Swanson like scooted to get the ball and threw it home. They got Wander Franco out at the plate, which was a really awesome play. The Wrigley was going nuts on that one. So Top Swanson, massive heads up play. But hold on. We did this on the show today as well, and I can't believe you're going to go right past. If that had happened to us, meaning the Cubs, we would be having an absolute you-know-what fit right now. He was he was safe. That's a bad call. He was. They ruled him out because he was called out. If he would have been called safe, he would have remained safe. He was safe. It, it, it was, he was safe. It was not blocking the plate. They also tried to challenge that, but he was safe. It was late. It's a great play. I'm happy it went the Cubs way, but let's not just gloss over it. Okay. It's a heads up play by Swanson, but replay was wrong. They got it wrong. Unfortunately. Well, I can only tell you I'm or at the fortunately. game. So I'm, I'm at the game and I'm watching off the jumbotron. So I don't know what you guys are seeing at home. Um, from, from what we saw and it, it, it was a really, really long replay. This did this one, 
took a while, longer than it should. And I've noticed that for the most part, replays have been going pretty quick this season. Uh, I think that replay, do you remember when why replay came up? Uh, that Tiger pitcher had a perfect game and the guy completely blew it on the 27th out, the umpire. It was an egregious call. And that's what they're made for. They shouldn't be for bang, bang. Was a guy uh, pop up a quarter of an inch of off a plate when he was sliding to set? If you can't tell in 10 seconds if it was safer out than the call on the field stands, that's how it should be. So I didn't see anything that could overturn the call on the field. And I think that baseball and football and any other sport that has replay does better that it should just be for egregious calls. And if you can't figure it out in 10 seconds, then the call on the field stands. I don't right. need to see super yeah. slow. I'm just saying, it just, I mean, w- the way they showed it on marquee, I was, I was watching on my couch. I don't get to go to the games like you Crowley. Um, he was, he was safe. Okay. And because I, I, I if he would have been, if you, same way, if he would have been called, if he would have been called out, it would have stayed out because he was called safe. It stayed safe. Right. That's all. I, I agree hundred percent. And, and I, like I said, I think I like that major league baseball is sticking with, if you, you know, if there's no indisputable evidence, call on the field stance. That's the way that replay should be, in my opinion. Um, and so that was a big play. Say I had a nice sliding catch to Rob Harold Ramirez of a hit. After the game, Hendricks said of his outing, felt much more like myself from the start. Had a much better game plan going in. Felt much more comfortable out there in general. I thought it was a good start for him to build on after the first start. And so every game you hope to see Kyle doing a little bit better. Offensively, a lot of the same old struggles. The Cubs scored two runs on eight hits, went one for seven with runners in scoring position. They left eight men on base and made some base running blunders. Nico hit a solo shot in the first, uh, on the first pitch that he saw. That ball, Dustin, that home run, it was a home run only at Wrigley Field, but at no other park. But guess what? We're at Wrigley, so good, yep. good for that, though. Also we'll in the it. first, we'll take it. <laughs> also in the first, Ian was thrown out at third, trying to be too aggressive, trying to advance on a ball in the dirt with runners at first and second and one out. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh, the Cubs got their second run in the sixth when Ian led off the inning with a double that the right fielder and second baseman did not communicate on. It was beautiful, Dustin. I pulled the old, I got it, I got it, and both guys <laughs> pulled up, and the ball just dropped in. But but you know what, man? The, cheers on that one because that that ball was run out. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. And so Hap ends up at second on that play. And so good good base running on Hap. He didn't lollygag it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Seiya struck out. Trey Mancini grounded out, which moved Hap to third, but with two outs. Mike Talkman, the pride of Palatine, of P-Town, hit a clutch single that scored Hap and gave the Cubs a 2-1 to one lead. So for the second straight day, 
Mike Talkman making some offensive noise. But here's the thing, Dustin. You're, you're, you're holding on by a wing in the prayer. In the eighth, the Cubs loaded the bases with no outs on singles by Dansby and Ian Suzuki walked uh, against righty reliever Trevor Kelly. Now, if you watch this guy pitch yesterday, Dustin, he has this really funky sidearm delivery. I thought that Ross should have gone with Mervis. I think he would have had a better angle at him. And instead, he stuck with Mancini, who hit into a 6-2-3 double play. Shortstop to catcher to first. And the Cubs would not score with the bases loaded, no outs. And that's where we keep talking about stress on the bullpen. In, yeah, it's of- a, it's a, it, listen, it's a continued issue, you know, and that's why some days, Crawley, we're going to be really happy and we're going to be high-fiving and sending each other positive texts about the bullpen and other days we're going to be like, what's with this bullpen, but it's because it's taxed. Yep. And for all the struggles, they were good on Tuesday night. Merriweather came out first, followed by Mike Leiter, Mark Leiter Jr. And Albert Alzali, and they just shut down the race. Merriweather gave up one hit. Leiter looked excellent picking up the hold and Albert Alzali got the six out save striking out four of the six batters he faced. So I thought that David Ross actually utilized the bullpen. Fine. I don't want to see, Merriweather before the seventh inning, unless it's a blowout. Well, like right. Lar- that's what I was, but that's what I was concerned about last night. Right. That That's what I, I was like, Ooh, man, Mary, you know, Merriweather. Oh boy. That, that, that had me a little, had me a little tight, Crowley. I have I'm to okay in the sixth inning, which is when right. he came out because right. God forbid something gets screwed up. You have a few innings to come. You know what I mean? It's not like when he's coming in, in the seven, eight, nine, and so well, I, I yeah, thought it was he better not be in the eighth or ninth unless it's a no, yeah, so that's we what agree we're on that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, coming into the series, Dustin, the Cubs were two and 10 in one run games, the worst in MLB with Tuesday night's win. They improved to four and 10 in that category. It wouldn't last into game. Three, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it would not. And in this one, the uh, wrap up game this afternoon, Justin Steele against Zach Eflin. Yeah, you know, boy, you would think taking two out of three from the Rays would have us jumping up and down, but this is one of those that even if they swept, we would have been a little bit morbid because Justin Steele started the game, he's rolling along, and then in the top of the third, David Ross and trainer Nick Frangella come out to talk to Steele on the broadcast. They show him shaking his arm. Hayden Wisniewski got up, but then he sat down and Steele finished the inning but he was pulled after the inning was over. The Cubs were reporting it as left forearm tightness. Still getting an MRI tomorrow. So, I mean, this is the worst possible situation that could have occurred here, Dustin. Well, f- fingers crossed. And where I'm going to say glass half full is he was upbeat. The Cubs seem to be upbeat. Jed Hoyer's doing uh, an inning and a half on marquee. And we heard from Justin Steele after the game. So usually if a guy's in really bad shape, you're not going to hear from him after the game. Um, Okay. Maybe he skips a start. Okay. Maybe he skips a start. Let's see what the imaging is. He knows his body better than anybody. I hope he's not lying, but yeah, of course you get a little sick to your stomach feeling when that happens. But based on the fact that he talked and looking at his body language, I'm going to, I'm going to trust him on this one. I'm not, Athletes are a weird breed and you get adrenaline and you get all sorts of stuff and, and they want to be the toughest guys out there. I could just tell you, we heard the same thing about um, Cody Bellinger after the knee thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew, it's fine. It's I knew gonna, that's where you're going to go. And I I'm with you. I know I'm with you. You're not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, that's, a, that's a great, that's a great comp. 
it's a great comp. It's a great place to go with this based on what we're talking about. Totally. Totally. I'm, I'm hoping you're right. Okay. <laughs> and I guess it's hard for me because for me sometimes, and I get close to some of these players and I get to meet them and get to meet their families to, for Justin Steele to, to have been doing what he's been doing. I mean, we were, we were talking at one time, maybe even an all-star starter, but definitely making the team. It's just, you, I mean, my stomach just turns right now. And so I'm just hoping for the best, but I get nervous when the Cubs are kind of like, oh, no problem. Sure. Everything great. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, God. yeah, that's a good yeah. cop. I mean, they, they said that um, they said that Cody Bellinger was going to be available to pinch hit. I think on a right. Wednesday or a Thursday. And then all of a sudden he goes on the DL and now, and now we've got uh, Carter Hawkins telling MLB radio that it's going to be another two weeks. Right. Who knows? It's, it's a disaster. So the good thing is Hayden looked very impressive in my opinion. Yes, this wasn't the Hayden Wesniski we saw. This was Hayden was nasty. I hadn't seen the ball move like that at all this year at all. This was the first time I saw what I saw last season, what I saw in spring training. He went 3.2 innings pitch. He gave up one quote unquote hit that, sh you know, should have been scored an error on Swanson. That was, I think that was the old, what would he say? Home call score. You know what I mean? I mean, that right. was, I don't know. He walked two, he struck out four, but I wanted to ask you about this here, Dustin, because in the seven with two outs, Manuel Margot walked on a close pitch and Ross instantly, I mean, like without hesitation, goes and runs and grabs Mark Leiter Jr. Now, let's look at it this way. Mark Leiter Jr. has easily been one of the top two relievers that the Cubs have had. But did you think it was early to give Wesniski the hook? I, well, I, I don't know. I don't know the last time Wesniski pitched down in the minors. Um, a little bit. I mean, may, maybe if I don't have the book. I mean, it didn't work out. So if it didn't work out, then of course, but you know, maybe somebody coming up in the next batter or two had a history with Hayden or something and, and lighter had an opposite split something. We'd have to look into that, but that, yeah, that, because it, it's not going to work out. So yeah, it was too soon. That, 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 that is what it was, is that lighter had much better numbers against lefty, which is what Margot was going to be hitting. No, no doubt about that. I just wonder sometimes, though, when you just look at straight numbers, which is something you could easily do, no, no doubt about that. But when you're looking at the numbers, are, are you seeing what's in front of your eyes? And, and we've talked about Joe Madden coming, and I can't wait for this at Club 400, August 17th, for, to benefit Special Olympics. But yes, yes, uh, in all honesty, if, if Hayden was looking tired, in my opinion, then that's absolutely the right move. I just thought from what I saw him throwing, and like I said, being the best I've seen him all year, yes, uh, I think Hayden Wesniski, uh hitters hit 300 off of him, lefties, and righties hit 100 off of him. So, I yeah. mean, there's clearly, uh, and, and we've talked about lighter, and he has really good numbers against lefties. He has those reverse splits, no doubt about it. But what you saw today, I guess, would be what my question is, is that when you see a guy that looked as good as he was doing, I thought that Madden was very quick to run out and make that move based not on, I, I would say Ross, not just I mean, Ross, Ross was, I'm sorry. Ross was happened. very quick to make that move just based on the numbers and not with what Wesniski was throwing in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I don't disagree. And it ends up not working out. So listen, I, I'm all for, 
you know, questioning David Ross. I'm, I am, I'm here for that Crawley. I'm here. <laughs> that, like you said, either way, Leiter gave up a home run on the second pitch. He threw to tie up the game against low Cubs would retake the lead in the bottom of the seventh, but with Leiter still in the game in the eighth, he walks Taylor walls and then gives up a two run Homer to Jose Siri. He faced four the ninth hitter, the ninth hitter in the lineup. I, I will say this. They have a lot of guys that even if they're the ninth hitter, they have a lot of guys that have nine or 10 home runs all throughout that oh, yeah. lineup. They got, they got it. They, they're they a talented can, bunch. They can slug. That's something that they hadn't been doing. And they, they definitely got their slug going today at Wrigley. Right now, when we talk about the offense, first inning was fun. Nico with the leadoff single stole second Ian single to make it one, nothing. He steals second. And after say was called out on a bull crap call, the ump was awful today. I'm not saying that it's, it's, I'm not saying that it is the reason the Cubs lost, but it sure as hell didn't help with, with that guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll tweet that out tomorrow just to kind of see what, what the umpire scores, but I'm guaranteeing it's below average in everything. Talkman continued to torment the Rays with an RBI single to make it two to nothing. But after the first Eflin settled down, he gave up only one more hit until sale left, let off the seventh with a double Talkman bunted him to third Trey Mancini hit a rocket that drove in Saya, but Mancini would be thrown out at second, but the Cubs retook the lead three to two. But as we talked about earlier, Leiter is going to give that lead up and the Cubs will be down four to three on that two run Homer. But then the Cubs had opportunities galore in the eighth, in the ninth, in the bottom of the eighth, down four to three and runners at first and third, you have your best quote unquote hitters. Dansby Swanson is up. He strikes out. You can't do that with one. You can't out. strike out. You can't. Not with, you cannot strike out there. With one out, you have to make contact. You have to make contact, and he doesn't. Uh, Nico would steal second, and they have runners at second and thirds with two outs. Ian Happ is called out on a close call on a three-two pitch. I've seen a lot of arguments all over social media. The guys were talking about it on the post-game show, Dustin. They that they said that was the most egregious call. I felt it was it's so close of a call that until close. they get the ABS system, right. you you got it you can't close. just take that, you know. Yeah, I thought it was close too. He should have swung. Yeah, that that was my opinion. And then in the ninth, with runners at first and second, Patrick Wisdom hits into a tailor-made five-six-three double play. But Isaac Parade has made some air, and everybody was safe. Dustin, if the Cubs win this game we would have talked about three errors that cost the Rays in each of the three games. Right. Because you wouldn't have felt the, great about You wouldn't have felt great about it, but you'll take it. Oh, I would have felt great about it because I would have <laughs> never had the Cubs sweep in this team. And you know what? Hey, Dustin, that's what good teams do is take advantage of other teams' errors. You're right. Yeah. They you don't win, allow so you good, to do good that. Teams, good teams win one-run games. Right. And they make you pay when you make a mistake. You cannot make a mistake – with a against a good team and not have, have make you pay. And the Cubs didn't make the Padres pay. So the air, you got the bases loaded and one out. I thought miles master Bonnie had a uh, Bonnie had a great at bat. He struck out. It was tough. And then Jan Gomes hit one pretty hard. A Rosa rain is a great left fielder and he, he makes the play to end the game, but you know, runners in scoring position and clutch hitting. And I wanted to bring this up really quick here, Dustin. I got this, here I saw it on Twitter and I didn't have a chance to cross check it, but I've seen similar before. This is from Sean underscore Foss in high leverage moments. The Cubs are slashing 229, 309, 332 at the plate. That is awful. 
from the mound pitching in high leverage moments. They allow a slash line of 280, 358, 476. We talked about this in the last podcast, Dustin, is this is a team that's lost a lot of one-run games. It's a team that hasn't won a lot of come-from-behind games. This was, so, like I said, eighth and ninth inning. You could have come back and won this one, and this team just doesn't seem to have the clutch gene in it. Yeah, they don't. They're they're missing it. It's not it's not there, and it and it feels like that. Yeah, I, whenever these kind of situations happen, Crowley, I feel like I can hear Theo in the background. The offense is broke. The offense right. is broke, and this is a new group of guys we're talking about too. I, I just I, I'm I'm happy that the Cubs did well. If you remember when this season started, I I pegged this team at about an 84 win team, which is three games above 500, not a huge amount, but that's what you get with 500 teams is that there will be times where they look like they did against the Reds on Memorial day, where they look like absolute crap. And there's other times that they surprise you and play a pretty good series against uh, one of the best teams in baseball. And that's the frustrating thing. When you have a garbage team, you know, you're probably going to lose most team, most games, most series. When you have a really good team, you expect to win every series. When you're talking about a 500 team, you, it, it's a crapshoot every time out there. Yep, it is. Yes, it is. And unfortunately, Crowley, I think we're going to be celebrating that this team gets to 500 again. 